Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. Hi, Winning Warriors. Welcome to the podcast today. We have a really exciting guest today um, because she has a cool book out, guys. We have Shandell Walker, who is a wife of an active duty duty Army pilot, flies those fancy helicopters. Um, She is a mother, an author of the new children's book, Daddy Left with Mr. Army, and a piano teacher. And we are going to talk to her today about her book because it's very different from all the books I've come across. Um, so I wanted to have Shandell on the podcast to give you guys a little bit of her story as a military wife and as a mother to these military kids and how that kind of turned into this wonderful book. So welcome to the show, Shandell. Hey, thanks, Michelle. I really, this is my first podcast. And so <laughs> you are the lucky one to get uh, the first one out of me, but I'm super excited to be with you and talk about the book and to meet you. And this is a lot of fun. So I appreciate it. Good. Welcome. Welcome. So let's start out by you telling us a little bit more about you and your family situation experience with the military, I guess I should say. I can't just say the army. (laughs) No, explain all that to us. Okay. Well, um, way back in 1998, long, long time ago, I met my husband. He was stationed at Camp Pendleton in California. He was in the Marine Corps. So that's right where I grew up. Really? Sorry, guys. Not that any of the listeners care, but I grew up in Carlsbad, which is right by Camp Pendleton. Yeah. So I love Camp Pendleton. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oceanside. Mm -hmm. And we hung out in San Diego all the time. And uh, so that was kind of our fun dating life. So we we dated for about a year and a half and he had a deployment during that time. So that that was my first experience, like girlfriend, you know, deployment. Mm -hmm. And that was, he went to Kuwait and um, that was hard just even as a girlfriend. And then uh, he got out and he joined the guard a couple of years later and, or he had moved to Arizona where I lived and he joined the guard and then that unit was activated. And so, but luckily he just stayed there in Phoenix. So it was just a regular job. He worked at night, dated mm-hmm. security for the airport there. And, and then from there, he um, went to walk school to become a warrant officer with the Army so he could fly. And he flies Blackhawks, which is the airframe that he wanted. And so that was when our daughter was two. So in 2004, he went, uh, he finished walk school, and we kind of started that life there. But um, so I do have some background, you know, this Ring Corps and, and the dating life and the, mm-hmm. and the deployment. I made the scrapbook and I was so nervous <laughs> and I watched all the CNN. It's kind of funny because I look back at all of our separations and I feel like that one was almost my most nervous because later when he deployed, I had the children and there are different things going on. And, and plus, I couldn't I just couldn't do that all the time, especially with the littles. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember like any kind of news coverage about Kuwait, <laughs> and I had this scrapbook, and I never made one since then. So since we've yeah. been married, I never made a scrapbook. <laughs> but um, yeah. so it's been quite a journey. So we're still active duty, and this is uh, we're at Hood now, Fort Hood in Texas, and um, we've been to only a few places. Actually, we've only had six PCSs in all this years, all oh, wow. these years. 
we've been stationed, of course, at Alabama at Fort Rucker for flight school. And then he went straight to South Korea five weeks out of flight school. And so we moved back to Arizona and I was pregnant with my son, my second at the time. And then he was there for a year. And then from there, we went to Fort Bragg. So this was in 2006, we went to Fort Bragg. And six months later, after getting back from Korea, he went to Afghanistan. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm not sure about this army thing, like <laughs> deployment, deployment, having babies, like this is hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, so we were actually stationed at Fort Bragg for seven and a half years, and he had three back-to-back year-long deployments in Afghanistan. So oh. it was just pushing him out. Yeah. And then, uh, so within a seven-year period, he was gone four years. So it was, wow. it was a lot. Yeah. And so the children were between three and a half. My daughter was three and a half, I think, on the first separation. My son was born while he was in Korea the first time. And then we actually, just last year, um, he deployed, well, he didn't deploy, but he was in in, uh, Korea again for another Mm -hmm. year, and he just got back. We just got reunited again last summer in June. So this time they were 15, 16. She turned 16 while he was gone and and 12. So they've gone through a gamut of separation. So we we know a thing or two, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you do. So... In in your email to me, you were talking about um, how a, you think a lot of people, when a soldier deploys, they think about the soldier and the wife, whereas you've been very um, aware, but, but also involved with your kids being gone. Um, could you kind of talk about, like, why do you think people overlook the kids? Well, I don't think it's that people overlook them, but I think they kind of clump them together with a spouse that's perhaps left behind. So this, I could be totally off, but I think they're just with the, with the spouse, you know, the husband or the wife may deploy and then the other spouse or the children are left with family members and, and it's just kind of military family, military family, deployed uh, soldier. Um, but sometimes, or maybe they, people might perceive, oh, they're just kids. Their kids, they're fine. They still go to play groups. They go to playgrounds. They go to their preschool or their schools. It's their life is you know pretty much the same. But when you really think about it, whether you are a, a corporate family and and you've never been in the military but you travel a lot, mm-hmm. you know, or you're a military family and you might leave your children all the time as well, like it's still a lot. It's to remove that parent so frequently and to um, and the coming and going and the readjusting, whether they just left or now they're back and how do I behave again and, and what has changed since dad in our case has, you know, has been gone. And so I think that uh, it may just be viewed as, you know, the spouse. So, you know, she's sad or now she's got these kids, but let's take a look a little bit closer at what these young ones might experience and go through. And, mm-hmm. and what are they thinking? What are they feeling? I don't think as children, they might be as vocal because how, what do I say? What do I feel? Yeah. How do I tell mom? Or, or I don't understand what I'm feeling. And so parents, of course, that are with them can recognize these things and see these things. And, and we understand it's not just about us, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to bring to light from their perspective how they might be thinking and feeling and put it out there with what they're seeing with their little eyes, you know, what we're doing, what's going on with mom and dad and what's happening. And, 
and hopefully um, kind of maybe bridge the gap to perhaps what, you know, help parents maybe look again at what their children might be experiencing or help extended family or, or non-military people say, oh, yeah, that's kind of a hard thing for them to see and experience and feel. Right. Because I think it's so interesting because I've we've been in for like six years and we've had multiple separations. Yeah. And I've tried to be proactive and prepare them for everything. But at the same time, I've even found myself thinking, well, they're only a year and a half, so they aren't right. even aware of it. But then looking back at it, like it, after everything happened or six months or just now looking back at the time when my first daughter was separated from, which she was about just over a year old, it's like, no, she was totally reacting in her own way yeah. to dad mm-hmm. being gone. And it's the same with every distance. And yeah, but also I, I love your, I love this book guys. Oh, thank really? you so much. I, really I love it. Love so I'm book. glad you love it. <laughs> um, especially because we've, we've been given or we found multiple books to read with the kids or um, for us to read and stuff, but it's almost always talking to the kid or teaching the kid. And I, I don't want to say talking down, mm-hmm. but like it's in a teaching. Sure. You know, you know, just more of a teaching instead of an empathetic. Yeah. This, this is what I'm feeling, which is why I love that book because we you. read it with our girls the other day. They Aww. don't know that dad is deploying. Oh, I'm but, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 with at a brand new baby, but they're at like such an emotional stage. We got little girls, so it's just a whole yeah. lot of emotions. We don't want to like get them emotional before they needed to. But it was interesting when we read it that our five-year-old Emma said, yeah, that's what it's like for me. Whereas before, she's never been able to really express it before. So I like that it kind of gives the kids words to use. Oh, like you gave me goosebumps. That makes me so, (laughs) it just makes me so happy. Yeah. I love that you guys loved it. But I, I, I just like that. So I, for the listeners, like if you're having, if you have kids, Because it is hard. I think it's, well, not I think. I know it's hard for kids because they're, like, there's all these resources about how you need to emotionally coach your kids and you have to teach them the words to use to express Mm -hmm. themselves. They don't, they don't even know. Right. What, what it is they're feeling. If they're feeling frustrated or they're exhausted or they're angry or like all of these big words that we know. Right. They don't. And the the book just uses a variety of language to express all the different mm-hmm. stages, and I really like that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I wrote it in the age of kind of, so as you can see, like in the pictures, mm-hmm. that like my daughter was around seven-ish, and then my son was probably like three or four. I mean, you can really apply it. Like you said, you're one and a half. They, maybe they can't speak as much, you know, one and a half, mm-hmm. but you yeah. can really uh, – maybe two to 11, you know, it might, or they can start to express, you know, but I wrote it from that as the age of thinking more my daughter, but at the same time, a three and a half year old can think and feel and know those same words. So 
it, it um, and that's why I didn't target that it was a boy or a girl. And I put them both in there. Of course, that's my family, you know, my experience, <laughs> but that's why I didn't want it to just be a boy because what if it was a girl, you know, so I kind of had them both, but yet you don't know it's two children speaking, mm-hmm. but it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with how it came together. So thank you. It's very clever. The one, um, one question I had is kind of how did this all progress? And and how did how did the book come about? Because do you ha- like did you always dream of writing a book when you were a little girl, or how did it come about for you? So a um, little bit of background. I love writing little funny poems. I've always loved <laughs> poetry. I will even even now, like in December, like adult friends. I would write just a funny little text of rhyming things about them, and they these are our friends in North Carolina. We kind of started it there. They still kind of expect me to do that. And like one of our friends just turned 45. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, Oh no, it's his birthday. What am I going to say this year? Like I'm out of material. Like it's been 12 years of these little birthday poems. And so I, I send these little texts and they just are like, it's not the same. It's not my birthday without, you know, Shandell's text, you know, birthday poem. And so it's just fun for me. I, I, I've always really liked poetry and um, rhyme. And I kind of think in rhyming, like I'll just think little funny things or someone will say something random. And then I make a little funny comment, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, mom, you know, stop, you know <laughs> why are you so weird kind of thing? So that's a little bit, I love rhyming. And so that's just kind of how my brain works. In fact, I wrote you a little poem. So whenever you're ready, we'll have, I thought it'd be mm-hmm. fun to write a little poem. Um, but so I actually um, wrote this almost in one night. Wow. I was pregnant with my son. So it was our first uh, separation in, when he was in South Korea the first time in 2005. So I just, you know, you're pregnant. You can't really sleep anyways. And for whatever reason, like words and stuff. And so it was too much for me to ignore, to mm-hmm. just, you know, you don't want to get up. You're asleep. I don't have anything to write with. But <laughs> But I don't want to forget what's in my head, right? Yeah. So I just got up and I just started typing. I was just typing it. And then, it, and then another line and another line. So it really began when 14 years ago mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with my son. He's 13 now. So um, I pretty much had it mostly together. And then I just didn't know what to do. And then we, had, we moved or we PCS. And we had another deployment. And so I tweaked it. I've tweaked mm-hmm. it and added and extended and added more emotion and more feelings and more lines. Um, as we've gone through these deployments. And so uh, it's kind of interesting how we have our inspirations yeah. and when things come to us. I really learned that, especially with these little poems, like when I have them and they start to flow, I need to use them. So whether it's just for a friend's birthday and it makes them smile that day, or it's for this children's book, like I, I've learned that I need to write my little poems down. Mm-hmm. So when we have those little moments of inspiration, I think it's important that we listen to ourselves or at w- whatever source you feel religiously there from, it's good. You know, listen to yourself, listen to your heart and, and, and put them into place. So mm-hmm. um, I've throughout the years, I, like I said, I've tweaked it and I've added things. And I even took it to a publisher at one point. I had sketches of my own in North Carolina and she liked it, but you know, it's costly. And I thought, oh, the publisher liked it. She's just going to, pay for everything. And here we go. And I'm going to be this big, you know, famous author. Well, that's not, I've learned a lot, you know, um, <laughs> that that's not really how it works. But, um, so throughout the years, I, you know, my parents were really supportive. My mom was like a, 
my biggest editor, my biggest helper behind all this. And just do it, just do it. It needs to be out there. And I just kind of sat on it. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I knew this special thing was here. So this last year when uh, Mike was in South Korea, I just kind of had it nine at me again and nine. And so I, I pull out the manuscript on the computer. I'm looking at it. I'm talking to my mom about it. We're fixing some things. And I finally just said, I'm just doing it. Mm-hmm. It's the right time. I'm going to invest into myself. I'm going to invest into this book. It's important. It's special. It needs to be in print. It needs to be out there. I need to share this. And so um, I did. I just decided to do it. So I, I researched and I found I self-published. So I found a company that um, it, we ended up working great with them. And uh, so this was on January 31st last year when I made the contract with them. And it was released December 12th. So it was a long process. That's awesome. So one of my other favorite things, just for the listeners, if you're like kind of on the fence about getting this book, one, you should stop mm-hmm. being on the fence and just go and buy it. Um, and we'll <laughs> talk about where you can get it. But one thing that I, other thing I love so, so much is it's, um, so if you haven't gotten the picture, listeners, this <laughs> is a book from the perspective of the child, right. um, of daddy getting the news and then leaving. And one thing I love so much is um, how much the kid observes. And for me as a mother, that was a really good reminder that, yes, they are children and they're not as smart as us, quote unquote. <laughs> Probably smarter than <laughs> Well, I just, I'm saying that to my kids a lot yeah. these days. It's like, honey, you need to remember that mommy is smarter than you. Um, we, got, we, got, we got a stubborn little prideful child don't know where she gets it from but oh yeah oh no (laughs) um but like we we think that our kids aren't always watching but it Mm -hmm. was a good reminder for me as a mom of how much they see and what they see Mm -hmm. and how that does impact them and it's not that we need to put on a front Mm -hmm. but just that we need to it just reminded me that we need to address it with them instead thinking that we don't need to or thinking that they're not noticing or not seeing yeah. or not feeling because daddy hasn't left yet. Well, guess what? They're already starting to feel tension mm-hmm. or they're feeling what we're feeling or they're unsure. Like, what's going on? You know, like it says, right. they're, they're hugging and they're kissing more. They usually <laughs> do, but not this much. You know, what am I missing? You know, yeah. so they're seeing the, the suitcases and the extra gear and they're noticing things. But we're so busy. We're caught up in it. We're trying to help our spouse and we're trying to organize and get ready. And are we going to move back with mom and dad? Are we going to stay, you know, like all the deployment questions but they're they're like you said they're noticing they're seeing they're yeah. recognizing a change or some a shift is happening yeah and I think anybody who's experienced any sort of separation like we all know that the feeling in the home changes even yeah. before like we don't sure. we want things to be all fluffy and lovey but there is tension and this kind of tense is the only word I can think of right now, but just this yeah. buildup of everybody's kind of cringing, but we want to be all happy because he is here, sure. but yeah. he's not. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, you have the, a list in the back of the book yes. for fun ideas to help with your um, child during the deployment. Is that stuff you guys have all done or you pulled stuff from friends? How did that list come about? We did all of these things. 
Mm-hmm. So these were things that we really liked and that worked. Um, I'd like to say we made up each one because that's what we thought. So I don't know <laughs> if I had heard it or we just thought we did and they were already out there. I'm not really sure. But these specific ones were ones that we've all used and done for both children. So, I mean, obviously we didn't give our son a daddy necklace, you know, but right. he had dog tags. You know, they both had dog tags and they were that's engraved cute. one time, you know daddy's boy I love you or you know whatever we mm-hmm. had on them but um we did we used each one and they worked and but we had to change to the age okay. of that they were you know each each time and we didn't want to duplicate even though they may have loved it although we did do daddy uh deployment necklaces quite a few times for my daughter because you know mm-hmm. girls love jewelry anyways right and I was yeah. fine when he would give me a beautiful set before he left <laughs> feeling guilty you know I was totally fine with that but, um, so we did give her a little piece of jewelry each time, a special little necklace. Um, but then we would do different things. So what we did for our son wasn't always the same as what we did for our daughter because they're different as well. And one's a boy, one's a girl. So it didn't always fit. However, this last year when he went to Korea, it was the same. He did the open win cards and okay. I love that we decided to do that for them. So and I didn't read them. Like they, they didn't share them with me. They were special just from dad. Um, and I think we did 15 for each one. And I didn't, so I didn't, Mike just wrote them. He had private time by himself and he just spent time before he left for each child. And, you know, so they were for different things. Like when my daughter went on her first date, he, he had a card for her, you know, when she turned 16, this is your 16th birthday, you know, Open when you need a laugh. Open when you need encouragement. Open when you really miss me. Open when you are sad. Like they were like a gamut of things. And so he kind of covered a lot of things that they could experience during that year. Of -hmm. course, we still were able to FaceTime and talk a lot, especially it wasn't like Afghanistan where there's a lot of danger and it's more sketchy to talk, you know, and stuff. But um, it was still different because dad still wasn't there. You can FaceTime all you want. But that person that you need at that moment was still not present for them. Right. So I'm really, and I'm sure, and they have them. Like they didn't, I never saw one in the trash. I mean, those are treasured conversations, special words from your father, mm-hmm. you know, that they gave them. So I'm really glad that we did that one. And all of them, all of our experiences, they were special to the kids at that time. So I wanted to conclude that because it's someone's first deployment out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that hopefully if they saw this book, they, oh, that might work great for my child or, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. I mean, there's fantastic resources for deployment. We did also have one of the daddy dolls. It, we got it from some event at Fort Bragg and it was, it wasn't the one that looked like dad, but it was the cute one with the camo. It had like the yarn hair and you just put their <laughs> face. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those ones yeah. that have the face that you put their like face and they're, and they're cute and they loved them. You know, yeah. they're fantastic. I love those things. So, um. I always wanted to put that in there just as like, hey, and then the little blurb I have at the bottom, the little paragraph to the mom, like, Mm -hmm. or the parents, you know, like, you can do this. It's hard and you have crappy days sometimes, but you're also going to shine other days. And it's, you can be stronger and you can grow and separation can bring people together. And like, there's positive things that if you let it can happen through deployment as well. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to like, give it a little last bit of inspiration for the, the parent reading, like, you got this. You can do mm-hmm. it. Awesome. Well, last question. Okay. What is your key to thriving that you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors? Uh, I really think 
just to do your best. Sometimes our best today is not as good as my best yesterday or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But in the day, that's all we can do. And that's all you can ask of yourself. I also really feel like be positive. And that is not always easy. When you're missing your spouse a million miles away and you've got screaming kids or a teenager yelling at you or a dog that ran away or the pipes that burst or the air conditioner that's not working, you know, all the things that happen <laughs> the day after your husband leaves, right? Like the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, and try to find a humor. So I don't, I guess I don't have one key to thriving. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but just like, just really, if I was to say one thing, just to breathe, really to just breathe, do your best, but try to relax too. Like, don't try to over control the kids. Don't try to make things too perfect because that's not, that's not always going to be reality. We can't always do that. We just need to do our best and you just, and you know what? Relax, have fun with them. It's hard for them as well. It's hard for you, but talk to them, share with them. You don't always have to be like this perfect picture mommy during that time. It's okay for them to see that we have bad moments and weakness and then tomorrow's a new day and you can maybe do better then. So it's all right to let them know how you're feeling and you help them and have these conversations and share with each other because they need to see that we're human too. And that in times of sorrow or in times that are difficult, that sometimes moms and dads have those same feelings as our children. So just do your best, try to be positive and try to find a humor sometimes that, that might happen amongst all the crazy. Yep. I like it. So where can people connect with you? Where can they buy the book? Tell us all those things because everybody who's listening is going to go buy the book right now. Yay. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. You'll love it. Just like Michelle said. Listen to Michelle. It's so cute. Thank you. Um, So I am new to the whole social media thing besides barely Facebooking. So everyone, (laughs) if you check my stuff out, please be bear with me. I'm trying. Um, So I am on Instagram at kidsbooks by Chandel mm-hmm. and same thing as Facebook kids book by Chandel. So you guys can follow me. That would be a lot of fun. You can connect with me there. Um, but I also, you can buy them anywhere online. Like you can just type okay. in daddy left with Mr. Army. It's on Amazon. It's on books a million. It's on Barnes and Noble. Uh, you can also get it straight from the publisher at archwaypublishing.com. Okay. So you can really, you can email me and I can send you one, you know, like really there's <laughs> any way that <laughs> You guys can get this. There's also an ebook on Amazon. So you can get it all sorts of different ways. And um, yeah, so I just really hope it helps people and it helps kind of bring families together. And it's a fun little book that is charming and that makes you happy and helps, you know, connect you and your children. And um, thank you, everybody, in advance. Like, it's so yeah. awesome. And I will say for those listeners who are not in the army, just like, Put some paper with tape and say, Mr. <laughs> Navy, Navy Mr. works. Yeah, yeah, Navy, Mr. Marine Corps, Mr. Yeah. Air Force. Because, yes. I mean, there's only like one rhyme in the book. Yeah, there, I think there's Army. one or two times where they refer to yeah. the, that guy as being Army. Yeah. Right. So it, it's just so everybody knows, like, it's not, it's not Army specific. It's, it's separation yeah. specific. So thank just, you you know, put a little tape and it's totally fine. Your kids are going to color on the book anyways. So (laughs) (laughs) that's true. That is true. I am working on another one though, that does not specify a certain branch. So that is hopefully be in the works this year. 
Yeah, let us know when that comes out. And I will put the links um, to connecting with Shandell online and where to get the book in the show notes. So if you want just an easy click, you don't want to have to search through Google, just look at those show notes. Thank you, everybody. Shandell, this was Thank awesome. you, Michelle. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Thank you. Awesome. And all you listeners, you guys have a great day. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, just as like little little bonus for you in the episode, Chandel's going to read the poem that she wrote for me. I'm really excited. <laughs> okay, it was just kind of like on the cuff this morning, so it's not perfect, but it's cute. Okay, well, I hope you like it, Michelle. So, uh, Michelle Bowler, you are just so sweet. If I had Twitter about you, I'd tweet. You have three cute kids and you're pregnant with four. Wonder if after this baby you'll have any more. We sit here today and talk about life and how crazy it is this being army life. But it's like anything else with its ups and downs. We have good days and smiles while others have frowns. But this military life is really so great. To serve in this way is something so neat. And as hard as this life can turn out to be, I'll support all our troops who keep our country free. Forgive this little poem I just like to write. I like to be silly and help make heavy things light. This poem should be over. I shouldn't write anymore because I want you to like it and not think I'm a bore. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Michelle, but I tend to think in rhyme. I'll end this poem now. I think it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is just what how my brain works. <laughs> that is the coolest thing. <laughs> I'll email it to you. <laughs> on the podcast. See, now on your birthday, you're going to want a Chandel birthday poem. See, this happened. Hey, you just missed it. January 7th, but Dang next it. year. Oh, man. That I'm going to wait for a little check. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Okay, guys. That's your special treat. If that doesn't happen, <laughs> you go buy the book. I don't know what <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Hey everyone, I have a favor to ask. If you have enjoyed this podcast, can you leave a review and subscribe? I promise it just takes a second and that will help more people find this podcast. Also, I'd love for you to join us in our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com slash the waiting warrior, click groups, and then the waiting warriors. Until next time, have an awesome day.